0: Hi, I'm Chris and I'm Becky and this is the Marriage Walkers podcast
1: where we walk through the journey of marriage with love, service and commitment. Welcome to season 3, episode 2, listening with intent.
0: I'll choose you and better Hi, everybody. We are super excited to dive into the topic of active listening this week. Active listening is extremely important when it comes to communication. If you're not actively listening to your partner, you can't fully understand what it is that they're trying to communicate to you, and miscommunication is going to cause conflict.
1: Yeah, when we were talking about it, we came across a definition that I really liked, and that is, Active listening is where you make a conscious effort to hear not only the words that another person is saying, but more importantly, the complete message being communicated.
0: Absolutely. And when it comes to really getting that complete message, and we're talking about active listening, I like to refer to it as interactive listening, because when you're actively listening to somebody, You're sitting there, you're hearing them speak, you're taking in whatever their body language is or whatever mode of communication you're using. You're taking in everything that's taking place, but you're also participating in that conversation. You're making sure that what you hear is what is meant to be said and what is meant to be communicated. And you're asking questions when you don't feel like you have the full picture. I want, as we go through this today, for everybody to keep this in mind that we all should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Anger is the enemy of understanding. It is the enemy of listening. Because once we get angry and our feelings get the best of us, we stop thinking about what the other person is telling us, stop trying to understand them, and we start thinking about how we're going to respond.
1: Yeah, one of the biggest challenges And I think that most couples or even just most people face this. a lot of times we're listening with the intent to respond. We're listening with the intent to have a rebuttal or even worse, we're not even listening and we just start talking over our person and saying what we think is more important to say and not really getting through what they're actually trying to tell us.
0: Yeah. And I know that we're guilty of that. We are fully guilty of being in a conversation where we're frustrated or we're struggling and we speak over each other. But hopefully today, we're going to talk through some things that can really help you avoid that. We're going to talk through some tools and tricks that we use in, in our marriage and just take this opportunity to really think about how you can intentionally understand your spouse so that you can grow a closer connection. Listening is very much a way of expressing love. You're expressing that you care for your person. And when you listen, you understand your partner. And when you understand your partner, you can serve them well. So today, as we walk through this, I want us all to commit to really thinking through how we can apply these things in conversations with our spouse when our opportunities are to apply these things in conversation with our spouse, and how we can get a better understanding of them so we can continue to serve them well. And we're gonna start off with the topic of mindset.
1: So the episode is listening with intent. The mindset that you need to have when you're actively listening is intentionality. You wanna make sure that you're paying attention, that you're in the moment, that you're really focused on what's going on, And without that mindset, it's so easy to be distracted, to not pay attention, to hear them without receiving the information. And it really just kind of negates everything because you're not giving them the time and attention that they deserve.
0: I 100% agree. It's really all about making sure that you have the intention of understanding. You have the intention of being present. And I spoke just a moment ago about anger being the enemy, anger, frustration, any kind of difficulty or confrontational feeling between you and your spouse is the enemy of understanding. So having the discipline to wait, to listen, to hold back those emotions, do not lead a conversation with the emotions of frustration and of anger. And if you're in a position where you can't control those things and it's just boiling up to that point, take a deep breath. If you really have to put a pause on things, but make sure that you're having conversations that are a hundred percent committed to understanding each other. And this isn't all about confrontation. It's not all about anger. It's not all about frustration. This also transitions into planning for the future. It transitions into planning a date. It transitions into when you're on a date, just experiencing each other and talking about things and, expressing love, we need to make sure that we have intentionality with our communication all the time. And there's going to be times we screw up and that's okay, but let's walk through how to be present and let's walk through some techniques that we can use to interact during our active listening time so that we can make sure we're understanding everything correctly.
1: The other really good benefit about actively listening to your spouse is it's going to help them feel seen and feel understood and feel heard. And that's going to encourage them to open up even more, to share more, to really bear that soul to you and make sure that they feel like they can trust you with anything. And it's going to build that relationship up and it's going to make you guys closer. And it's going to really just increase that love and commitment to your relationship because you have that service of actively, intentionally listening.
0: Yeah. And what is like a number one way that when you're interacting with somebody for you to feel like they're not present, like you're not being heard. It's probably going to come as a surprise to those of you that listen quite frequently, but having your cell phone in your hand, looking at a TV screen, we've talked about this before. Technology is fantastic in a lot of places but in the middle of a face-to-face conversation with your spouse, or even if you're on the phone or doing video chat or something because you're away from each other, picking up the phone or distracting yourself with another form of technology is not a way to be present, and it does not make your spouse feel heard, and you're probably not understanding them. So being present means eliminating distractions like that. Get the technology away from the conversation so that you can have this communication. We talk about putting our son to bed and we talk about trying to spend 15, 20 minutes a day where we get to connect. We do our very best to put our phones aside and have a conversation. It might just be, how was your day? What's going on? It might be, hey, we need to talk about this bill. It might be, hey, we need to plan a date night. It's been a minute. We need to make sure that we are working that time together. It could be a million different things but we're present for that conversation. You should really try to spend 15, 20 minutes a day present in conversation with your spouse.
1: And truly the phones and screens and stuff are just conversation killers, right? Both Chris and I are very guilty of every once in a while getting sucked down like a TikTok rabbit hole or YouTube rabbit hole or something. And not even hearing when The other person is like, hey, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, what's going on? Like, we just completely get so sucked into those stupid little screens that we don't even hear it. So making sure that we put those away and not just flip your phone over, but remove it. If you remove it from an arm's length, you have a way better chance of actually focusing.
0: 100%, and I have to say, the intentionality of being present is something you can set up the perfect environment. You can do all these different things. Stuff is going to pop up. It might not even be technology. It might be something that creeps up in the back of your mind. It might be you starting to think about how you're going to respond to what they're saying because we're all human, but continuing to be intentional throughout the conversation and practicing this regularly is going to, Make it easier. It's going to help you understand. And like I said before, habits make hearts. So if you make it a habit to sit down for 15 to 20 minutes a day and have a conversation with your spouse and be present, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Just have the talk. Talk about what you had for lunch. Talk about how their day at work was. Talk about anything but focus on being present. It's going to create a habit and it's going to put it on your heart to Actively listen to understand your spouse on a regular basis. And there's some techniques we can do to make sure we're understanding.
1: And I just wanted to say really quickly, we did a poll on Instagram this last week just to kind of see what people thought was the most important in terms of the types of communication. And active listening was by far the winner. So we all know that we should be doing this, but how are we supposed to be doing this?
0: Yeah, and the how is is a big deal. And so how are we doing this? Well, we just talked about being present and removing those things. But miscommunication is a huge issue in all relationships, but especially with your spouse. So it's really important to make sure you're getting the full story and confirming that you're hearing what you really should be hearing. And so there's a couple things we can do to, for that. One would be a technique called mirroring and another would be a technique called labeling. So mirroring is when you're having a conversation with somebody and you repeat back part of what they said to you in an inquisitive form. So somebody says, yeah, I really want to make sure we go out this week. And you say, you want to go out this week? Just by human nature, most people will elaborate on that. And so Making sure that you repeat things back in an inquisitive form is a way for you to make sure that you're getting the full story and completely understanding what they're trying to communicate. But you really have to be careful because if you misuse a mirror, it can actually be kind of insulting. So make sure you're using the right tone. Make sure you have the right attitude, but inquisitively repeat what they've said to you to make sure that you can actually get the full story.
1: Yeah, the difference between, oh, you want to go out this week? You want to go out this week? Very, very different reactions
0: there. Exactly. And if you repeat to somebody, oh, you want to go out this week? And then they say, yeah, I'd really like to go out just the two of us and have a date. Then you can hit them with a label to make sure that what you've heard is what you've actually heard. And that label would look something like, it sounds like, you really want to make sure we have an opportunity to connect as a couple this week. And when you say something like it sounds like it feels like I am hearing you say something along those lines, you're repeating back to them what you understood from that conversation or from that statement. And it's really important that you get that confirmation from them. And you don't just assume that what you interpreted is the truth. The longer we're together the easier it is to assume what you're hearing is what they're saying. But we often miscommunicate. We often get things wrong. And so there's nothing wrong with confirming it with them. And most people, when you hit them with a label and you tell them exactly what they said, they feel heard, they feel loved. And so I encourage you to work on trying to use these techniques of mirroring and labeling to make sure that you're getting the full picture of what they're saying to you.
1: The other cautionary thing about assuming is it doesn't leave your spouse any room to surprise you. You just automatically decide that this is where something is going and you never let them have that chance to steer the conversation into a different direction or tell you something that you weren't expecting. And in doing that, you might actually kind of hurt your relationship from growing. So just keep it in mind that There's all these possibilities and you need to stay open to them and find out what's really going on because it may be something you never expected.
0: Yeah. And that takes us to another point that we have here, which is we talked about anger and frustration. You have to defer your judgment. You have to defer your interpretation as to what they're saying until you get that confirmation from them until you've restated what you what they stated to you so that you say, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm understanding. And then they confirm that. And once you have a full picture of their statement, and once you fully understand what they've said, and they've confirmed that what you heard is what they were trying to tell you, then you can respond appropriately. But if you hear something and you let it strike a feeling and you jump to judgment or anger or frustration or assumptions, whatever those assumptions might be, positive or negative, you might be going in the wrong direction. And that's going to do nothing but cause problems down the road. So mirroring and labeling is huge. Also asking questions can be extremely helpful, but the questions have to be the right kind of questions.
1: Questions definitely want to be something along the lines of What do you mean when you say this? Or is this what you mean? Or really just getting those more clarifying, open-ended questions. Don't box yourself into a yes or a no. Make sure that you're giving them the opportunity to continue to make their points clear so that you have the fullest understanding of what's going on possible.
0: Open-ended questions are really an art form because every single conversation is different. Every person is different. People respond to questions differently. So when you ask an open-ended question, it's very situational and it's very relational. So the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more you ask open-ended questions, you're going to get different feedback. You're going to learn what questions work best for your partner. And the more your partner hears open-ended questions from you, the more comfortable they are with responding to them. All of the things we're talking about today do nothing but get better with practice. So you have to have conversations regularly, which is why we suggest, even if it's just for a 15, 20-minute time frame, having a conversation daily. Take the time to sit down and talk to your spouse. You might miss a day here or there because you're traveling or things are crazy or whatever but do your best to make sure it happens. And let's be honest with ourselves, even if it's a quick phone conversation or a video chat from a hotel or right when you get up in the morning before you leave for work, if you don't have 15 to 20 minutes a day to spend with your spouse, are your priorities really in the right spot? Are they really in the right place? Barring some crazy like circumstance that we can't foresee.
1: Active listening is definitely a skill just as much as riding a bike. And one of the biggest things is you're probably not going to be perfect at it at first. It's an art form. It's a skill. It needs to be practiced. It really needs to be worked on. And if you don't do it for a long time, you're going to forget. You're not going to be super confident in it. You're going to be a little bit wobbly. And in doing that, it's going to not push your relationship forward, but it may even push cracks into it because you're not really truly listening to your spouse. But when you do practice and you do put the work in and you get those skills down and you become a master listener, amazing things can happen.
0: Yeah. While we talk about all these different ways that you can actively listen, a lot of the things we're referencing to are face-to-face conversation. But just to recap here, all the stuff we're talking about can be done in written conversation. It can be done through text message or through email or whatever. I know I am a hundred percent guilty of walking into work, picking something up at the store, doing something and reading a text message real quick. And as I scan through it, I miss something. And if we can just take a second and stop what we're doing, and actively read that message. And then if it's something that we're like not a hundred percent sure of something that might not be interpreted correctly, confirming it with what you think they said to make sure that you're actually understanding it. Can you think of a time in your relationship where that might've saved you some trouble? Cause I know I can.
1: Very recently we actually had a text message debacle I wasn't feeling very well. Chris went to the store for me. I sent a text message with a list of things I needed him to grab. And then I sent a follow-up text right after. But because it was a follow-up text, it wasn't part of that first one. He read the first one and forgot that second part.
0: Yep, 100% guilty. And I didn't get everything on the list because I didn't read the second message. Now, had I stopped walking down the aisles in the grocery store and grabbing all the things, and I had just taken a second to actively read it, I probably could have avoided that situation. However, I didn't, and I'm not perfect, and none of us are, and so these things are going to happen. But the more you practice actively listening, whether it's in person, through text, through email, whatever it is, paying attention to what your spouse is telling you and making sure that you understand it asking questions when you need to, confirming when you need to. That is so important. So I hope all this stuff helps you. And we really want to challenge everybody this week to give this a try. It doesn't have to be about a life-changing or life-altering decision in your relationship. It can literally be, how was your day at work? But sit down with your spouse and have a conversation and actively listen. Mirror part of what they're saying to you to see if you can get them to explain more. Label what they've said to make sure that you understand it. Ask them open-ended questions if there's things that you're still unsure about or things that you want to know more about. And just touch on open-ended questions, I hope we fully explained that. An open-ended question is a question that doesn't have a specific end in mind. It's not a yes or no. It's a tell me more, explain yourself kind of question. If you can get them to talk more and you can remove all of your distractions and be present, I promise you it's going to do great things for you and your spouse.
1: One other tiny little bonus technique is to recap every once in a while. Just say, okay, so you went to work and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And that helps them see that you are paying attention and you're not only paying attention, you're retaining the information.
0: Absolutely. And a recap is different than a label because a recap is stating events and a label is stating feelings or positions. It feels like you really need a connection this week between me and you, as opposed to, so you've decided to, book a babysitter so that we can spend time together. Those are two different things, right? So I'm glad you brought that up because it wasn't on our list, but it is important and it does help to make sure that the action steps you've talked about are correct and that you understand the path of travel that has already gone on and that you want to go on.
1: Yeah, and so like Chris was getting to, and sorry, I kind of went a little off track there, babe, but we want you guys to give this a try and it, it doesn't have to be anything... Altering doesn't have to be giant life decisions. It doesn't have to be your relationship values the very first time you try this. But something like that is going to be really beneficial to have once you're really getting comfortable with this active listening thing. And it's it's not hard. You're going to get better at it. But just focus on each other. That's going to be your biggest asset right there is remove distractions, focus on each other and really want to understand what your spouse is telling you.
0: I couldn't even say it better. So to wrap us up for this week, I just want to remind everybody be quick to listen, be slow to speak and slow to anger, defer your judgment, create an environment that is as free of distractions as you possibly can get it. And interactively listen to your spouse. Be intentional about what you're hearing. Be intentional about communicating what you're understanding and be intentional about receiving the message that your spouse is trying to give you. We thank you all so much for listening. Like I've been telling you all, this podcast is growing more and more and we are so excited to be on this journey with you to walk through the life of marriage. We're so lucky. We're so blessed to have a partner to walk through life together. And we hope that we can help you walk through life with more joy, more love, more service, and more commitment. Next week, we're going to be jumping into verbal and nonverbal. And we really hope that you'll jump in and join us for that and the rest of the season where we talk about communication.
1: And with that, thank you guys so much. And we will chat with you next week.
0: Have a great week, guys a chance that I did.